All right. Well, this has been episode. Hold up. Did I win? I I don't know. I think I won. I think you won the round table. That this one. one. You won the first one. I won the first one. Yeah, okay. I won the first that was your first win. It's my first win. Yeah. So it's like Jahan, what, eight, 40? nine, yeah, and yeah, then Jahan. I got one. And <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm safe. Welcome to the B-Side. Scoop. Isaac. Jahan. Arthur. The music Even when you're not around. This is Arthur from the Music Snobs. When Erica Badu joined us a few episodes ago in episode 14, we recorded two roundtables where we throw out a topic and each one of our snobs weighs in on whatever the question is. We released one of those roundtables with episode 14, and we'd like to release a second one. So we have it, the music snobs and Erica Badu on the roundtable question. The fatal flaw. Pick an artist and change the one thing about them that you feel has held them back. Hmm. Who wants in on this? Mine's gonna be the most controversial, so. Jay, why don't you, uh, Jay or Erica, why don't y'all go first? Erica, you go ahead. I would dedicate my fatal flaw pick to Nas, the Illmatic, one of the best MCs I've ever heard. And I think people don't feel the way I do or continue to feel the way I do some people. And the fans, you know, question and, and comment the way they do is because of the beat selection. If smoke chill party and die in the same corner, get cast in fast body, they man's mama. Quick fast, trigger fingers on a llama. Revenge in the eyes, Hennessy in the ganja. Word to the wise, with villain state of minds. Grinded, hitting Brazilian dimes from behind. Grinded, hitting Brazilian dimes from behind. I think it's a matter of taste, a matter of exposure, a matter of him being exposed to other things, reaching out and working with different kinds of people, kind of like the Damian Marley um, collaboration and friendship. Like just creating other friendships. When we do that with other artists and other people different from who we are, we, uh, you know, see things in different ways and can, um, you know, share and evaluate, you know. Because there is something different to compare ourselves to. When we're around the same kind of thing all the time, there's no way to compare what's happening. You know, so it gives you a chance to listen to yourself when you reach out a little more. And I think maybe he's in the process of doing that and people are going to be able to see that. I, I 200% agree with this, but, but he doesn't. <laughs> Erica, who would you like to see him work with? Like if you were executive producing it, who would you like to see him? If I had to choose uh, producers right. for him to work with, I would like to see him do a, an album with The Roots, you know, because uh, as he evolves, so is Quest and, 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 and the band, the rest of the band. Um, and they had an ear to the streets, so I bet it would be something really dynamic. Um, I would like to see him do some more stuff with Primo. I would like to see him... Um, who I had the pleasure to spend with the other day. Really good guy. Good, good guy. Um, yeah, basically, I think that uh, it, it would be a fail thing to do if he did not reach out and um, 
be more grimy with his beats. Didn't we, didn't we give when we did the Nas show as far as we talked about this a little bit? I remember one of you guys pointed out the fact that Illmatic yeah, was overseen was as far as the beat selection was mm-hmm. overseen by my man. Yeah, so I MC think that search. that speaks to this. It's like, right, yeah. MC Search kind of oversaw that whole project, and that we can give a lot of credence to him as far as why Illmatic. The beat selection was so high. That's that's a that's a good round. That's a good choice. That's though. a good one. I thought, yeah, no, she she. I think she wins already. <laughs> Jeff, John, <laughs> me. Yeah, what's yours? Well, mine's much less a kind of selection and much more of a sort of like personality change, and um, so it's incredibly unrealistic on that basis. But, and, and not that there's anything wrong with this guy's personality. So I would just love to see Tevin Campbell come back and lose like his nice guy <laughs> you see a, polish. Grimy. Right, grimy. I want to see him lose his nice guy, humble, mild-mannered, measured, you know, sweet sort of poster boy image. And I want to see Tevin him come Campbell. back. Like Isaac Hay- yeah, Tevin Campbell, Eric. It's Tevin Campbell. Tevin goddamn Campbell. <laughs> You want to make Tevin grimy? <laughs> O-O-D-T. Right. Right. I want to see him come back like Isaac Hayes in the 70s with like black leather, chains, capes. I mean, what? which which, which music of Tevin Campbell's made you want him Right. Is he this? still going to sing Can We Talk after he gets all grimy? That might be the best song to sing. I don't want nobody else to hear the sound. Wait, 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 wait. In all seriousness, did you guys ever hear his album Back to the World? Very much so. Yeah. Keith Crouch, yeah. Jamie Jazz, Rasan Patterson, you know, Kenny Lattimore was all over the background vocals. That's a superb album. Yeah. So that type of music, but like more raw. Um, you know, he is like one of the most beautiful voices in modern R&B. And Absolutely. I think it's just like so sad that he's dropped out of the public image and you know, we need artists like him. And I think it's criminal the way that society and the media has treated him. You know, we have treated him. I mean, he's an amazing artist and he always seemed like quite honest and genuine. So I, I don't want him to change who he is. I would just love if who he was now would be like this Isaac Hayes, like I said, like kind of black Superman <laughs> screaming into the microphone, Teddy P style vocalist. I think it'd just kill it. I think it'd tear the door mm. off the hinges. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've always said, I thought we already saw, you know, Tevin Campbell come back you know resurrected because to me this is I've always looked at Rasan Patterson as being the second part of Tevin Campbell or what Tevin would have become as an artist mm-hmm. that's well, just me though I think John's point is that he feels like the industry expects male R&B art- artists to be a different way yeah it's true yeah. Well, he, he, he can come back now because uh you ain't got to do all that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Frank is tearing it Frank is redefining <laughs> well I mean all right so Frank Ocean's got a lot of much celebrated sensitivity um, around him right now with his songwriting and, and, you know, even, I suppose, with his announcements. But, um, but you know, he's still got a future behind him, right? He's kind of, maybe he's allowed that side of sensitivity because he has, like, a raw hip-hop crew behind him who's, you know, maybe perhaps not sensitive. And, you know, he still got into it with Chris Brown and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, it'd be beautiful if Tevin could just be who he was. I'm just saying musically and image-wise... I think he'd be killer what, what, in this particular vein. Well, John, let me ask you this. this is kind of what Erica was saying about uh, um, Nas mm-hmm. and his beats. Would, if you could find Tevin Campbell a songwriter, you know what I'm saying? Like, hell, let, let Frank Ocean write for 
Tevin, Tevin Campbell. Campbell. Mm. Well, if I could put a few people together, just if I could come up with one thing, I think I could come up with someone more appropriate. I mean, and I know Scoop might have an issue with this, but um, mm. I would love to see Tevin do an entire album with Van Hunt. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not, it, I mean, it, I know Scoop doesn't like Van Hunt, but... No, nah, you know what? No, no, I, 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 I'm not with where he is right now. I don't say I don't like Van. I was I was a fan, but now I think he's he's on some um he's on some sad G shit that I just can't get with right now. It would be interesting if if, if Tevin got with Pharrell. That would be really mm. interesting. No, mm. no, 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 no. Erica, I can't. Um, mm. yeah, it's, it's, for me, it needs to be way more organic than that. Much more organic than that. Um, more organic than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, did did you hear the Thin Line Between Love and Hate soundtrack, for example? Um, Tevin covers Stevie Wonder's Knocks Me Off My Feet on there mm-hmm. and it's produced by I think Timothy okay. Christian Riley and Dwayne Wiggins of Tony 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 and dare I say dare I say it equals Stevie mm. Wonder's version mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I at, can see that least. I mean he has a talented <laughs> author's looking strange but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you I mean they they had like string section analog keyboards mm-hmm. but isn't it more about I think if you get to it it's more about the songwriting I think you can patch him with a bunch of different producers but in order to get where you're at where you wanted to go Jay I think he has to have strong songs written well, I that think, really tap into the authenticity yeah, of what he is I mean, that I matches think he's had his, his uh the aesthetic that he had in the 90s with Babyface and Albie Shore and those cats the music they the music mm-hmm. they were handing them really yeah, fit because it was there was some not hard beats but I'm saying there was they some would, very contemporary army yeah. beats that you could relate to and his and the singing was beautiful yeah you know so I, you know but he has to find that songwriter to really get the songs out mine's a little bit different because it's not necessarily one particular thing about an artist it's it's what I think a group is missing and um, I, mine is the roots hmm. I think the one thing that's held them back is that they have always had Black Thought as their MC as their only MC I always wanted them to include common in there I mean I thought I always thought the groups had just one more MC not just Black Thought's voice they would be without they, we'd be talking about them the same breath that we talked about you know the greatest groups to run DMCs and public enemies they'd be up there but I think well, well they had dice roll for a minute not, but not but he's, he's basically isn't he Black Thought's like protege almost they just need to me they need another voice just something to balance mm-hmm. what Black Thought is doing I think Black Thought is a dope they, MC but they just an extra voice not that Common would be that perfect like if they like look we're gonna do an album with Black Thought and Common as our lead MCs it's right. a rap mm-hmm. so that's the one thing I thought is that would always which they did on the hip hop uh, song yeah. yeah but do that for an entire album right mm-hmm. so that's the when one they, go ahead when they started out when they started out it was Tariq and Malik yes. B Malik B was the other MC who was the balance to what Black Thought right. is, and it was it was per- the voice, the timbre, all of that yeah. went with the, that stuff really right. good. Um, and I'm talking to about the Do You Want More? Yeah, album. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was a fight, right, but, right. Um, yeah, but if yeah. they but, so but, but if, if they stay with that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if they I, just make, just had. Mm-hmm. I just thought they were a the group that needed one an, an extra voice. It's sort of sort of like Earth Wind and Fire, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you, like if. Mm-hmm. Maury, right. If Maury's White wasn't smart enough to have Philip Billy in there as a second voice, mm. we wouldn't be speaking about Earth, Wind & Fire the way we speak about now. But that's what sets him apart for our... Right, but it's all that, other that's the perfect example, actually, because it doesn't take anything away from Black Thought. Like, Philip Bailey and Maurice White, both of them, they're 10 out of 10 vocalists. They're both powerhouses. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, but I've always been in love with Black Thought's lyrics more than his voice. I think Calm has no, I love his a voice. stronger voice. Yeah. As, as his voice, his vocals, yeah. you know what I'm saying, on another level. But just think of what it could, you know, what could have oh, been yeah, done if, that, if you, yeah. you know, 
if yeah, you absolutely. have those two, if they had just dual voices. Mm-hmm. So that's what I thought I've always held you, the Uzbek. You want to see Coleman join the roots, basically. I've right? always said that. I thought he'd be a perfect, you know, just a perfect fit as an extra MC. At just least, to give it at least one album. At least one project. Yeah, at least one album. But okay. to what Erica was saying, it's like, look, if you get another MC in there just on a regular basis like they did with Phillip Bailey, you know, you could, there's so many things you could do because they don't have to be on the same track all the time. They could have individual tracks. Mm-hmm. You come in and, you know, one can, you know, one verse on one song where the other one got to, it's, there's ways Pass, you can work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Arturo. Okay. Uh, mine's a rapper also. Uh, Talib Kweli. I think his fatal flaw is that he does not economize his rhymes. It's like it's like um, Miles Davis using space as part of his artistry to make the, make the music better. That's the best use of a word I've ever heard in my life. Economize. Yeah, right, exactly, right, exactly. I was I was mesmerized for a second when he said it. <laughs> yeah, I do too. That's what I do. I do that. <laughs> That's why you leave voice. <laughs> but uh, you know, it says it all. It just it just seems like, and I uh, I, I really like Talib. I like uh, I like his voice. I like what he represents um i believe the authenticity of his of his of his artistry but i just think you know just to be silly i just think he just uses too many words <laughs> to say what he's trying to say right, and, right, and, right. and it's like it's like everything's a simile mm-hmm. yeah everything like you know um i prefer him better when he's with when he's with uh most when he's mm-hmm. with yasin as as, as gangstar mm-hmm. than uh, gangstar my god black, black as um, then uh, as a solo artist, they, he balances. But I also them out. like him. I also like him with high tech, though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are right. albums, man. Those are landmark right. right. albums. Cincinnati, yeah. Ohio, big up Ohio, real quick. Yeah, I just you know I just think that if he's able to if he's able to give give some more breath control to it, mm-hmm. and um, some you know. Economy, just do the economy well, of scale. Ask, can, of course, Got a three and a half, four minute song. Right, cancer. Good. Do you think he's he's settling? Instead of constructing rhymes, he's using you know certain crutches. Yeah, like using. I'm going to make a point through analogy by using the word like to get to the punchline, as opposed to like streaming this out and getting there. I hope not. I, I I'd like to think of it more as he's got his groove. Okay, and that's that's that's. It's like he slots himself into that into that uh, rhyme scheme mm. to be able to get through the points that he's trying to make. Okay, I, I would hope not, but it's possible. Right. You know. Okay. Because I've always looked at it. You know, is that look? It's it's easier to go. It's like a basketball player settling for jump shots. Right. It's like, you know what? Similes I'm are easy. It's, it's, it's so simple and easy. They're, they're easier than metaphors. Exactly. Similes are, are Cause he, easy. I mean, he's a, he, he's a great MC. He's, great he's MC. got a good performance. Uh, if, uh, I think he opened for you when I saw when I saw you in Chicago for my, during the Mama's Gun tour. True. Good, you know, good presence, good vocal hey, technique. He can do his thing. He enunciates. I mean, it's like you can hear I can understand him. Right. <laughs> but you're saying if, if he didn't do it, he would be in, a, in, a, in like the top 10 conversation and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. He'd yeah. be higher up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd be his, higher his, up. His best line is niggas fighting on who got the biggest chains like slaves, That's right. slaves on the ship. ship on the same ship. Right. Oh, that was, right. oh, that was man. Illa. I printed that. I actually typed that up and printed it and put it on my wall. That yeah, yeah, me, was so, I did it too. Was, I, painted, I painted it on my wall. Yeah. Oh, that lyric was so dope. That that reminds yeah. me well, of... Isaac was renting. 
Yeah, right. I was renting <laughs> as I am always. But anyway, that remind me of like Rakim said in that article with uh, Harry Allen, how he used to take time, like weeks to yeah. write his, you know, cast now show up in the studio and write, you know, when he, Rakim, Rakim used to actually, yeah, Rakim used to actually Guess take what? weeks and weeks to write his lyrics. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that line that Talib said, I'm like, dude, he had to have been thinking about that yeah. for a long, that was just a beautiful line. Yeah. Go ahead, Erica. Little Wayne don't even use a pencil. And dudes are proud of it. And that's what I'm saying. I it, no disrespect, but it's like I can tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jay, you know, Jay Z has always said he don't write. No, I mean that, and I'm and like, that's not a that's not a bad thing to me. I mean, I was impressed. Jay said he always don't write, and I've had the intricacy of some of his rhymes back in the day. I'm like, I have a hard time believing you didn't write that down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean no. I hear you. And I always wonder how much of a marketing angle there is in that with Jay. But but what if he is able to just like, you know, write all of this mentally? And come off the dome when he records. You know, what if Jay or or, or Little Wayne, like Eric is saying, what if people like that are able to do but, it? Right. Some, but some MCs can do that. I mean, KRS One was known for that. I remember yeah. in yeah. an interview, Freddie yeah. Fox said that when they recorded "Rough Rough" mm. uh, off of "Sex and Violence," that he was like, they were they were both in the studio, and, and Freddie was like, "Man, I was just going, I was writing my rhymes, I was writing my verse, I was going back over, I was crossing stuff out, I was writing my verse," and I, you know, and Chris was on the other side of the studio. And when it came time to do to do to do the track, it turned out that that KRS was had had drawn some graffiti. He was graffiti because <laughs> he already he already had his he already had a write up in his head, right. and he just spit. But he didn't build his whole career off it. I think what we say every now and then is a one off or a two off. That's fine. But to try to build like in Wayne's situation or specifically Jay Z, where you like look, where you take pride in like this is I don't have to do this. To me, I equate it to a great athlete who said he doesn't take practice seriously. Mm. AI? Whoa, 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 whoa! No, I no, no one's saying that he doesn't take it seriously, no, it, right? No, no one's saying that he doesn't take pride. And everybody's skill set is different. Right, yeah. right, exactly, exactly. No one's saying that he doesn't take it seriously. I mean, I think for me, whenever oh, I write okay. something, I mean, I'm not a writer. You're a writer. I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer. But when I do write something, whether it's on Tumblr or Twitter or a corporate email at work, I take it very, very seriously and I'll rewrite every single word. I'll read it, rewrite it, read it, rewrite it. You're saying you wouldn't trust yourself as a writer? No, he's saying he wouldn't finish no, 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 it. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I take it seriously enough okay. that I want to get it perfect. Now, if you can do all that in your head, just because mm-hmm. you're not writing it down doesn't mean you don't have the same thought process. It, he may value it in exactly the same way I do, but... If he does it all in his head without actually writing right. anything down, without being able to see it visually, it's incredible to me. Okay, but to, okay, I got that. I, I don't have a problem with that. But it, let me ask both of you all a question: then. Do you feel that throughout a career, if you took the time to just really spend some time and write something, that at some point it would be better? That's a great question. Um, part of me says yes. Part of me says no. I hate to do that, but. But it's just really difficult to tell. I mean, who knows? Who knows? You know, that's his workflow. That's what works for him. Everybody's different. Like some musicians, they like to go in and improvise All the everything time. and then build a song. Yeah, some t- that's his workflow. If it ain't broke, well, let me let, let, let me ask. Well, I'm going to let Eric answer. Then I, I want to answer that question. But go ahead, Erica. I, I don't know the answer. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if there is an answer. I mean, I don't Yeah. Know why, I, why, why this is relevant at all. Because I think... No, no, seriously. Because no, I agree I, with you. It doesn't really matter. I mean, how the process, you know, as long as you come out with the art. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I throw paint on an easel. Sometimes I, I, I use lines. Sometimes I may draw with a pencil first and paint it. But if it's wonderful, it's wonderful. It's, you know, I don't know if it makes him a better MC or more respected MC because you, you have a, a, a notepad or, 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 
a moleskin, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I mean, obviously, this is all subjective to personal taste, but so I'm going to speak about my personal taste. As a writer, if 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 Jay-Z comes to me and says, look, here's this this rhyme I wrote and I just did it in my head. I'm like, dude, keep doing it in your head because it's, it's it, to me it's that level of quality. If Lil Wayne comes, comes to me, I'll be like, this line right here and this line here are tight. The rest of this you need to work harder on. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I agree with what John and Erica are saying. Every artist has, or every writer, you know what I'm saying, has their process. Now, most people are going to tell you, though, writing is really done in the revision process, you know what I'm saying, when you think about it. But if you come in with a certain level of quality and it's working, dude, keep doing it in your head. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, me. sometimes it happens. But if it's if it's like that line, like I said, Talib's, Talib's line, he may have thought of that. It, it was mm-hmm. perfect the first, because, you know, we all mm-hmm. keep pads and stuff around, because like sometimes the first thought is the, the best one, you know what I'm saying? But if it doesn't work, I think as a writer, you have to know when this could be better if I worked hard on this, you know, this right. could this could evolve to something else. Um, so it's like, you know, it is it is subjective, but I think there is two sides of that coin. It's, you kind of have to to know what's, you know, when you when you need to push harder. Right. Yeah. And Intel Intel has a lot to do with that. You know, like sometimes we can get uh, arrogant enough to feel that we don't have to practice. And so I understand what you mean, bro, when you scoop, when you're saying that, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we may we may get a little, you know, caught up in our own wind. I'm not saying any of the artists that we name do that. I can't I can't say that. But right. if that were to happen, then it could be a hindrance, definitely. And right. we won't be able to see the whole potential of, of what mm-hmm. you could be. I think Perry. Uh, I'm going to be real quick because John kind of touched on my reason behind this. But my pick, and it may get me barred from Scoop's house forever, uh, <laughs> is Eric Benet. You're done. You're done. You're done. Tracy has never (laughs) let me back in the house again. Erica, my wife has shrines of Erica, of Eric Benet in my house. But let me explain real quick. Let me let me explain real quick. And you know, like I said, John kind of touched on this. So, to me, great soul singers, great R and B singers have been who who do love songs, who specialize in love songs. When they, you know, and I like Eric's catalog. But I'm saying, to me, the cats who really take it to the highest level are able to construct songs that re- relate to both men and women. In other words, women love it and men can feel it. Eric's catalog to me is like he's found his niche, which is, you know, women, black women, uh, you know, the sisters. And that's who he pushes towards. Whereas I can't really, it's like I understand, you know what I'm saying? But it's like it doesn't hit me like some of the other great soul singers, you know, and R&B singers who have achieved that. So if I could fix one thing in them, it would be to... I don't want to say man him up because I no, think dude is doing his, it. Expand his songwriting too. Yeah. Expand it to, to the point where it's like, to, right? right yeah. So it can relate to both men that's, and women. And you're not just going after the sisters. That's you're going after all the Hold on, did I win? No, Erica yeah. won the first. She get the comment. Hard to say. Okay, all right. Yeah, Isaac, I'll tell you, mine was good. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's brilliant. Isaac, would you say the same for Brian McKnight? Or, or Max? No, because. Maxwell, Brian wow. McKnight. Now Max Maxwell 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 is kind of. I think Maxwell. He's so he, Maxwell is so esoteric though that it it, it kind of it it's kind of supersedes that. Now Brian McKnight, he has made some songs that I've you know as a man, it's like I can understand, I relate to, and it's like I connect to. Eric Benet's catalog just you know, and I'm I, be real when he first you know when I first saw him performing, he's up there barefoot with the you know just his stage presence. <laughs> whatever. It was fashion. like okay, this is clearly for the women, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same point, it's like okay to go to that next level, dude. If you could construct something that you know hit the brothers as hard as you hit mm-hmm. these. 
we'd be good, you know. So to me, that's that's my flaw in him that I, that I would fix. Isaac, did you hear the first two albums that he did? Um, yeah, and they they were more. I think the Day in the Life really got it. Right, what you're talking about? Day right. in the Life. Got I think it. that's, that's what I'm saying. That was I, I, with the Ali Shahid stuff, but the first album was dope too. Um, it had a lot of variation on it, but there was one particular song called Femininity which went through, mm-hmm. I mean, just the construction, the production on it, went through different movements. Beautiful song, dope song. I dope think song. like a lot of artists, he kind of found, you know, I don't want to say stumbled into, but he found his niche and it was like, okay, boom, this is how I can blow up right here because the sisters are feeling me, you know? And so there's nothing yeah. wrong with it, but I think if he would inject something else into that, it would like hit us and we'd be like, okay, he would blow up. And I'm, a, I'm an Eric Benet fan, but at the same time, you know, Teddy Pendergrast found a yes. audience, but he sang yes. something. Yeah, it's like, 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 yes, Teddy. Right, and he was yelling and screaming at women at the same <laughs> right. time, right? But yeah, Teddy. Turn him off! Right, turn him off! Right, so. Right, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. When you can do that, that's a whole other Well, let me make an observation here. I know you're all going to disagree, but to me, Eric Benet is vocally the male Angela Wimbush. Mm. No, that's no. a good analogy. No, that's 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 a good question. What? That's a good no. question. No. Erica says no. Is, is this, no. Is this where I, split? That's why I, <laughs> I say I got to think about it. But Hell it's like no. no. Erica has said no four times. <laughs> no means no. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's 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 gloss over that and uh, let me let me make another observation then. So Isaac, as much as you've criticized D'Angelo in past shows it seems that he doesn't actually have the same fatal flaw that Eric Benet has, right? Because he's very, very clearly presented something to both sides. No, he absolutely... First of all, I criticize him for not coming out, you know, the product part. That was a whole, you know, the whole show. But I think that D'Angelo is clearly someone who... Uh, Lady, to me, is the epitome of this beautiful song that women love. And mm. the brothers can... Like, we feel in that. That's your lady. Right, it's a, be- right. it's a beautiful, Definitely. respectable, Definitely. you know, song. I'm talking about picking up from work. It's like, I can feel you yeah, on yeah, that. But, and it's, so, but Isaac, like, let me ask you this. How much of it has to do with production? No, lyrically. No, no, no. But, lyrically. Okay, but how no, much, lyrically. Okay, but how much has to do with yeah, production? Just, like, like we've discussed uh, previously, same with Erica, a lot of D'Angelo's music, um, it definitely has a hip-hop context or even a hip-hop aesthetic. So... Do you think that if Eric Benet mm-hmm. dripped mm-hmm. the more kind of babyface, um, for want of a better word, Disney style sort of production, do you think um, do you think this floor would still be as mm-hmm. prominent for you? No, I, I get your point. I get your point, and that's what I say. The fatal flaw to me is he needs to inject, you know, some of that uh, intangible what I can't really name into his music. I get your point though. Yeah, music is a part of that. Now I'm not saying Eric Benet has to go hip hop if he's not hip hop. I'm not saying that. But just like we brought up the Teddy Pendergrass example. It supersedes just a genre, you know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. an emotive quality that you have that, you know, you can connect to the brothers as well as the sisters. Go so ahead, if Scoop. he did shit damn motherfucker, you'd be like, I do it, right? <laughs> like, right, 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 when you mention right. D'Angelo, I'm like, oh, so if right. Eric Benet shit damn motherfucker, it's right. a rap. You're like, but oh, it, you know, it just, just comes to a point, and I'm not saying Eric does this, but it comes to a point when I feel like some of these cats are trying to say what women want to hear. It's like you're 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 not being real about it. You're just saying what you know. Women are gonna be like, okay, maybe, I feel that. Maybe that's him. Maybe that's when him D'Angelo though. said la- when D'Angelo was doing Lady, the sisters did feel that. You know what I'm saying? But it came from a real place. It was like the brothers felt it as well. But, you know. So, but if he, how do you know he's not coming from a very real place? But if he's doing that, if he's doing no, no. that to find his, because that's his niche. I'm not mad at that because yo, 
you know, it's working. You know, the brother is, is, has been in the business for this long and succeeded at, at that level for, you know, because that's his, that's his niche. But I just think the, the, the RT, the round table, is what the fatal flaw you would fix that, you know, would make them bigger than they are. For I you. think if he did that, right. yeah, he true, would, he would true, be even true. a much larger, you know, presence in the music I, industry. I have than an Eric Benet comment too. Um, Eric Benet is a, a wonderful artist. He's like, has one of the most wonderful voices I've ever heard. When mm-hmm. I realized that it's him, he does to me. Um, if if I were to compare him, I wouldn't compare him to Angela Wimbush. I would compare him more to Monica, Be- hmm. because both of these artists, as beautiful as their voices are, I don't know it's them when I when I hear it. Ah, I mean, good point. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't. There's not a distinction. No, that I, mm-hmm. I don't know the style. The style changes. They change the style according to whoever wrote the song, maybe or the songwriting. And the, and the style changes. So you listen to this beautiful voice and this beautiful song, these beautiful uh, award-winning runs and, and just beauty to it. But sometimes I don't know who it is, mm-hmm. you know, when I hear those two people. And they don't mm-hmm, use like- a, a lot of melodyne on their vocals where it's just like like a, like Kelly Rollins' single where you didn't know whether it was D.O.C.'s comeback album or not. It was so many effects on it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So you're saying it's sterile, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't see anything that stands out about it that makes me want to run to get an Eric Benet album. He doesn't you know? put a stamp on it. You know, he the doesn't stamp. put a stamp on it. And, and it's maybe because he hasn't found that. His stamp is singing. You know, that's what he does. He's a singer. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I'm, I'm saying this hypothetically because I, I don't know. I mean, he opened for me my first tour, you know, and I think he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's just that what I think about the fatal flaw is not having his own sound. Yeah, the sound or the thing that says, "Oh, here comes, that's an Eric Benet song." To me, because yeah. I don't, I don't know the albums. Maybe so, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you need something to distinguish yourself. And yeah, which is something like a R. Kelly had that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was like well, you knew a, what a R. Kelly. A Maxwell song. had it. Maxwell has. Yeah. has. You said you right. know when their songs yeah. come on, and you know when their project comes. This is them. Mm-hmm. You know because you I, know about the, you know about the writing. You know about the style. So right, exactly. Yeah, Eric. If you had to, if you had to fix it though, is it like the is it the lyrics or the vocals or the production or the polish or like if you had to fix this flaw, how would you cure it? I think it. I think combination. It's ba- I think it's basic put it like that you know you have the basic elements of a good song you know um i think that there's just not a distinction between him and another person like that like a kenny Lattimore or something like that i don't mm, see the difference yeah. between that kind of thing you know because okay. it's it seems like this you know you're going back to the luther vandross and and um well, luther is very uh distinctive even though he had other writers all of those songs, most of those songs he did were like covers that he like nailed that you don't even want to hear the original song anymore after Luther <laughs> does it because mm-hmm. he, he owns it. It belongs to him because of his voice, what his voice does to it. Um, I don't think that Eric has lent his self to to that. Now, that's, now I would have to go back and I will say this. I could be wrong. I'll go back and listen to the music again to see but I just, it just doesn't stand out because when I hear it on the radio because they only play it on the smooth station adult contemporary and all that which is a mm, okay. a bad idea for music <laughs> to separate it like that but when I do hear it I say oh that's a pretty voice and I have to say mm. realize it's Eric Benet yeah <laughs> who is that right, right. <laughs> is that a new artist yeah John this class examples we're talking about like Kim Kim is a class example you know right, when the Kim right, songs right, right. on right, right. you know it's Kim he mm. owns it right 
Mm-hmm. You think it's Al Jarreau? <laughs> <laughs> but but in a in a hype in a more uh, souped up version though. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. This has been a special edition of the Music Snobs podcast. Join us online, themusicsnobs.com, Twitter, Total Music Snobs, Facebook, facebook.com slash themusicsnobs, and the full show library can be found on soundcloud.com slash themusicsnobs. Stay tuned for episode 17, which is coming very soon, and we have a few more surprises for you going into the fall. Rest in peace. George Duke.